HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at HearstRanch.com. You are listening to Item 13, an African food podcast, and I'm your host, Yom Akuaku. This season, we are showcasing stories from the inaugural class of Changing Narratives Africa Fellowship, a highly selective program for African food entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their brands into global markets. The organization's vision is to see proudly African food and beverage brands on the shelves of all the major grocery chains and e-commerce sites in the world because they are high quality, healthy, and taste good. Here's this week's conversation. Welcome to another edition of Item 13. I, we are continuing our series here with our Changing Narratives Africa Fellows. This week, we have with us Temi Djibutu. Did I say your last name right? Yes, you did. <laughs> Thank you. Who is um, Managing Director of Ace Foods, and he'll tell us a little bit more about his journey to coming to Ace Foods um, in a little bit here. Um, and it'll be interesting because of the connection of Ace Foods to Changing Natives Africa. Um and Timmy is calling us from uh, Lagos, Nigeria in the evening on a Friday, which I feel like has been a theme here. So I appreciate, again, <laughs> you giving up some of your Friday evening to, to chat with me. Um, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, okay. So we'll kick off with learning a little bit about you. So as I said, you're based in Nigeria now, but could you tell us a little bit about sort of your background, where you grew up? where you live, traveled, and how you sort of ended up with Ace Foods. All right. Thanks so much. And um, once again, thank you for having myself and, and Ace Foods on, on your program. Um, um, to tell you about myself, I, I was born in Lagos, Nigeria. I had my, my first, um, first degree um, from the Obafemi Law University in um, Ilefe Ocean State, where I studied estate management. And um, right after that, I, I then went abroad, went, you know, went to Canada, where I then did um, um, a, a different first degree in, in this administration. And then right from there, I went on to do my, my master's in um, operations management. And leaving school, my the first opportunity that came my way was working with um, 
McDonald's Corporation in Canada, you know, where I I, I worked. Um, I I headed about I headed three restaurants. I was the the restaurant um, operations manager for three restaurants. And um, right after that, I then joined um, a Japanese company in Canada called Sakai Spice, where they the dealing um, mustard powder. That was where I got my entry into fully understanding the supply chain and also understanding a whole lot more about food production and, and distribution. And um, it was while I was in Canada, my, my wife is, um, she's a Filipino Canadian. And um, during that period, she, you know, we, we traveled to the Philippines where we spent some time. And right about that, it gave me some time to really think deep. And um, I, I decided to come back home to Nigeria, spend time with my, my aging parents. Um, at, at that point, my, my dad had been told he had um, about two years or they're about to leave. And, oh, wow. My and, and I've been away for quite a while. You know, so I figured it's probably a good thing to, to go spend those last periods with him. Um, the, the good thing was um, right after that was in 2014, he, he had um, a whole lot more years, you know, and um, he, he, he passed away oh, in January of last year. Oh, you know, I'm so sorry to hear that, but it sounds like he had a good long life. Oh, yes, indeed. It was, it was 78 and um, he, he did achieve everything he wanted to achieve in life. And I'm, I'm, the, I'm his baby, the last one of the house. So, <laughs> We had, a, we had a good time to go. So it was while uh, we came back to Nigeria in the process, I, I, I met um, Indidi and Mizo and um, um, like it is with them, they, they gave me an opportunity, you mm. know, opportunity to, to, to contribute to, to their vision, uh, which, I, which I bought into knowing mm. who they are. And, and I felt, I, I felt it was not, it was my opportunity, opportunity to, to not only be a part of that vision, but to also learn from them, you know, which, which, have, which I've done um, in the last eight years. So that was how my, my journey came into Ace Foods. Yeah. And since then and now, it's, it's been the best, of, um, the best of stories, you know, ups <laughs> and downs. But in other ways, you know, we've had more ups than downs. And um, as an organization, we will we, we continue, continue to grow and, and we're excited for the future. That's amazing. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think, where do I even go from there? <laughs> where do I even go from there? Okay, let's start, let's start with Ace Foods. Like, tell us about Ace, Ace Foods for people who are hearing the name or about it for the first time. What, what is Ace Foods? Okay, so Ace Food is this, um, um, I would say, a, a one-of-a-kind organization. And why, why I say this is the the, the vision that 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 brought Ace into existence, and and when you say when you hear me say Ace, we're, we're talking about African Ace as an Ace of Spade. Um, so the vision that came, brought oh, so it that's into what Ace stands for. So Ace for those who um, can visualize, Ace is is A A C E Foods, and so you're saying that it's, it stands for African Ace. So it makes it easier for you to relate with us, African Ace, <laughs> Africa's. ASU came into existence. Um, the, the company was founded in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, we, however, started operation in 2010. And um, there were three, three things, three objectives brought it into existence. And as at that period, over 90% of 
the processed food you know consumed in Nigeria you know was imported into the country. And um, it was also sad to note that as at that period, over 60% of the population were, were involved in agriculture in one way or the other. But then we still had to import what we consume as a nation, either as a whole or in part into, into the country. And um, a, a second reason was um, the large amount of waste you know, that the Nigerian farmers were experiencing. Um, a study during that period had, um, had stated that it was between 20 to 50%, just because there was no access to market. And then the third was the, 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 the high rate of malnourished children you know, we, we had in the country, which was um, over 37%. And so hiding all three objectives together, you know, Ace felt there was um, an opportunity there to, to come in and be a difference. And um, since, since then and now, we, we work with over 10,000 small older farmers across Nigeria. And um, those farmers, we, we provide with inputs. We, we also facilitated microfinance. We've um, improved their livelihood, you know. And um, also, we've worked extensively to, to find our way into the hearts of um, a lot of the multinationals and the, the big corporations who prior to ACE food coming into existence, they had to import a lot of their materials. And, and for us to do this at Hayes, we also had to guarantee quality. Um, we, we had to do, you know, uh, we had to make sure we had the right, the right processes that would ensure we, we had good quality products, you know. And um, so since then and now we're, we're, we're much in a better place, you know, to, to provide the, the good things that, um, that all together is improving the nutritional status of um, a whole lot of Nigerians. No, that's that's incredible. And knowing knowing in Didi, I, I, I it's amazing. Like it's not surprising that this is her vision and like she's been able to bring it to life in, in this way. And so because I typically interview founders, like I'm curious from your perspective coming into, and I guess that's your experience anyway. You worked at corporations before, but coming in to an organization where the vision and the founders, you know, have this probably have this big vision for what they want to do, where they want to take the company and being made sort of the managing director so they can step back. Um, what has it been like in terms of bringing the vision to life and applying your own experience in terms of wanting to make, well, your experience with places like McDonald's, for example, which everybody knows when you go to McDonald's, like that's the <laughs> learning ground for deep operations, right? Um, and then the spice work you did for the Japanese company and then coming in to sort of apply that experience at ACE, like what have you found, I guess maybe challenging or even interesting um, as you came on board to work for a, a truly local um, Nigerian company? Okay, so um, the, the, the first thing is um, coming into an organization like ACE, it, it wasn't, yes, it was local, but then it wasn't operating with a local mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have um, when you have founders like um, like Indidi and Mizu, you 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 want to expect that it has to be in line with the best practices. You know, you know from from the start to the beginning. Um, Twenty fourteen, when I came in, we were a lot smaller, but then our dreams were indeed big. You know, yeah. and. Um, you know, listening to, to the founders of the company and understanding the vision they had and which kind of aligns into what I want as a person, aligns mm -hmm. into my own goal also to, 
to to be the the solution to someone's problem, to be the answer to someone's question, you know, so to 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 solve the problem of um, you know food security, you know, we have in the organization, mm-hmm. you know, so um, it was a lot easier for me, you know, coming because for me it wasn't it wasn't just about what I wanted to to give in. It was also about what I wanted to gain, you know, what I wanted to learn. Because um, at that point of my career, you know, coming in from, from Canada and um, coming into Nigeria, it, it was a total different terrain. But then my expectations were, were kind of, no, not as high, but then coming in and, and you know the systems and structures you made on ground and um, the processes and, and things that were happening, you know, it kind of gave me the belief that, you know, if we really pursue this dream, you know, great things actually would happen. You know, I, I remember those period, I would always say, you know, Esfood is a, is, a, is a small company doing big things because we're actually doing big things. You know, we were, we, we were you know, we we're putting in things into place that we weren't seeing. You know, we, we built structures that did not make sense even at that small stage. And for, for a lot of us, we were asking why, but then because we had the, the opportunity of, um, of flying on the shoulders of some giants, you know, it, it only took a, a, you know, a, a few months or a few years down the line and we were able to see those, the, the, the vision that we started Ace Foods then, the, the vision, you know, 10, 11 years after that has now even become a lot smaller. So we're, we're, we're in the process of batting new vision because we want to achieve even much bigger things. You know, we're moving from, you know, which is one of the great things about changing narrative Africa. Yeah. We're moving from that company. Yes, we've reached out to a number of customers in, in Europe and in outside Nigeria that we're selling to, but now we're, we're actually making it official. We're going global. You know, which is what I told the team. Ace Food <laughs> is going global. You know, which is which is really exciting for us. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, and before we even jump more into you know the impact of changing narratives, Africa, wanted to touch base quickly on this idea of because you mentioned briefly, and then we just sort of passed it by. But I think it's really important. Um, this idea of supporting the smallholder farmers. Um, and promoting local sourcing, right? First of all, the number to me, well, Nigeria is big, so everything <laughs> in Nigeria probably feels like, um, from a scale perspective, feels, I guess 10,000 doesn't seem that many when you think in the context of the population of Nigeria. But for me, when I think about smallholder farmers and in, in Africa, I should say West Africa specifically, super informal, like even getting them to get, getting the, a few people together to do a co-op or something can be challenging, right, in terms of processes and all that. So how do you manage these 10,000 um, plus, I'm sure, smallholder farmers um, as, you, as you source locally for your products? Yeah, so um, one of the things we've, we've looked at is we, we understand that, yes, it is challenging. But then we also recognize that this was one of the reasons why we came into existence. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we see the challenges, but then the challenges don't scare us. And um, as an organization, one of the things we've learned to do is to understand our risk and to, to provide the solutions to the risk. Well, how do we mitigate them even before they happen? Yeah. 
Um, so we've, we've worked with farmers all of this while, and we never we didn't start from 10,000. We, we started from 100, and then the numbers started to grow. And what this helped with was it helped build systems and structures. We, we were able to manage 100 well, and then we moved to 1,000. And um, a little bit about some of the situations we've encountered was, you know, we, we needed to create traceability, palm to fork. And in, in doing all of this, you know, we had periods where the, the farmers were supplying us produce and a lot, some of them would have rocks in the bags. And wow. why they would have rocks in the bag was to amplify the weights, amplify mm. the weight so that they could get a lot more in yeah. return. And, um, but then not all the farmers were doing this, you know? So we realized that we then needed to take it the next level. And we said, you know what guys, we need to have your names on the bag. You know, we had extension officers go to the field to give them training. You know, how do you get the right harvest? How do you aggregate right? How do you bag them right? You know, and then how do you transport them right? You know, we started to do all of these things. And then at some point we realized we were getting data from these guys. And, and then we realized we could tell the male, we could tell the female. But then why are our females so little? You know, how come we're not getting supplies from, from women? And then as an organization, we then figured, you know what, we need to do a lot more. So we then set a target. You know, we need to make sure that 30% of our raw materials were actually supplied by the women. And because we were working with the cooperatives and we had their names, we had their gender and their phone numbers, you know, so we made this a rule. 10% of every purchase order that goes to you must be contributed by the women. So we were, based on the traceability we had with the names of the, on the back, we were able to call the women. Okay, how many kg did you deliver? How many kg did you deliver? And this continued to, it, now, it then became a norm. And also because of the name rising and traceability, the quality of the produce improved. And at this stage, even our own volumes in terms of what we were using in the factory was growing. So it then meant we needed to do a whole lot more. You know, we, we started to, one of the things we then had to introduce was the farmer's business school. And this was helping them understand the business of agriculture. To a lot of them, farming was just a way of life. But to us, you know, now we're talking agribusiness. So it's yeah. all, it's the, the, the theme is changing. So how do you make them see all of that? You know, these were a lot of the things we had to put into place and it, it, it wow. worked out great for us. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Wow. <laughs> Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. The Hearst family has been raising cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of California's Central Coast for over 150 years. Piedra Blanca Rancho in San Simeon is the original Hearst Ranch, founded by George Hearst in 1865. George's son was the famous publisher, William Randolph Hearst. In addition to being known for building the iconic Hearst Castle, William was, like his father before him, an avid rancher. In his words, I would rather spend a month at the ranch than any place in the world. Thanks to one of the largest land conservation easements in California history, a joint effort with the California Rangeland Trust, the American Land Conservancy, and the state of California, the working landscape at Hearst Ranch will be preserved forever. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at HearstRanch.com. For people that are not familiar, I know we've talked about Ace Foods, we've talked about the farmers. Like for people that are not familiar, do we just want to quickly tell us like the product line in terms of what you offer, both for maybe a retail and then for maybe those who are listening based in the diaspora who 
from an export and maybe wholesale perspective to like what so both both retail and I guess wholesale um in terms of your offering okay, so um all right so in terms of so we, we are in the in the spice seasoning you know and you know, commodity um and complementary food business um by so when food ingredients um at the retail level um we have um black pepper, chili pepper, ginger powder, garlic powder, turmeric, onions. Um, we also have seasonings, um, curry, pepper soup, soya seasoning, um, jollof seasoning, fried rice. And um, we, we also make customized blends, you know, and then okay. um, we also have flowers. You know, you have beans flour, maize flour. So oh, from my and, uh, your beans flour probably, right? Yeah, beans flour yeah. from Moima, exactly. <laughs> And, and then we also provide, we also sell commodities. You know, we're, we've been doing quite a, a, a bit of bed eye chili lately, you know, abroad. Mm-hmm. We, we also have the, the ginger, the ginger splits, the, the turmeric splits, um, and then the, the chili pepper, you know. So we're, we're, we're basically around the food ingredients space. You know, we're, we're happy to, um, you know, we're happy doing all of this, you know. No, that's, that's great. And then I, I think... I feel like I saw on your website too that you do um, like cereal for babies because I think that also will probably address your one of your objectives of like addressing yeah. more, more nourishment, right? Yes, that's a soya maize. Yeah. Oh, that's a soya maize. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right. So then in terms of changing narratives, the Changing Narratives Africa program, um, you probably found out about it <laughs> through MDD, right? Because um, her hands are sort of in both of those parts. Um, but in terms of your experience so far, like what, I know it's only been a couple of months now, but what um, are you expecting that the program will help you address in terms of the things you're looking to do as a business going forward? So so as a business for us, um, just like the name Changing Narrative Africa goes, for, for us, we're, we're looking at the program to be a game changer for us. Um, for a very long time, we, we know we have we have great products. Um, all I need to do is get you to try it and I, I can bet you the hook to it. But then how do we get this to the right people? How do we get it to the right hands you know, that could then make it you know, much bigger for us? And that is the platform changing narratives Africa has provided for us. What we're looking at is, you know, being able to connect Africa, you know, to the rest of the world through um, uh, our culinary, you know, through those, you know, those, those things that, that really connect you. Food, they say, is life. And sometimes, you know, they also say food is ingredients. Food is your medicine. You know, and we, we want to bring this to the table in North America, you know, and um, we're, we're looking to get into as many stores as possible. We're looking to grow revenue. Uh, more than grow revenue for us is every every sale that, that happens abroad, it's actually improving the livelihood of a farmer back home. Yeah. And, and, and as much as we're trying to drive that revenue, we're, we're driving it even more because we know it creates employment for mm-hmm. people in the factory it improves livelihood of of the small weather farmers you know the the logistic drivers that the handle the logistics so there's a whole lot changing yeah so the changes across the value chain this yeah (laughs) exactly 
Yeah, so it's changing the it's changing the entire value chain. Not yeah. not just making it, not just bringing you good ingredients in the state, <laughs> but it's also improving life. Yeah, know, so you can feel good about what you buy because it's impacting a lot of people uh, along the value chain. Um, so this is a similar question, but I, I kind of want you to state it clearly for those who are listening. Like, what's what's next for um, Ace Foods? Like, what's the big vision you have for the business? Like, if you think five years from now, 10 years from now, like, what's, like, what place do you see Ace Foods having in, like, the global food system or even the local food system? Like, in terms of, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. So, like, I'll leave it there and then I can prompt you if, if you need that. But, like, what's, if you think about Ace Foods, Five years from now, ten years from now, like what's the big vision? So, f- five years from now, we we, we want to change the narratives. Um, we we want to build the brand. You know that African brand that gives that gives hope, that gives joy. You know the the brand that could mean so many things to so many people, but more than all of that, it brings joy. In terms of the food space, you know, a brand that's able to connect, you know, the connect Africa to the world by providing them with nourishment. Um, you know, as a brand, we we want to want to grow our space. You know, we want to be, you know, we want to be synonymous with quality. You know, we want to be a, a spice leader, a food production company to reckon with. You know, I, I don't want to mention the other big brands. You know, but then we really want to watch out for us. Yeah. Know, because five years from we're, we're changing the we're the, changing the African the case, the African ace is coming after you. We're not, we're we're almost there actually. We're almost there. <laughs> almost there. Um. Awesome. Like I, I mean, knowing the team, I I have no doubt that um even less than five years from now that they, there's going to be. A lot of growth is going to be a lot of impact um, from the work that you're doing. So I'm excited to see to see where that goes for for you and the team. Um, before we transition to the rapid fire segment, can you let people know where to find you online? So website, social media, like how to contact you if interested in products, even investments. Okay, so um, our website is um and on Twitter, it's at Ace Foods, and um, and also on Facebook, um, we're, we're Ace Foods as well. And um, you can reach us across um, the social media platforms. Great, and I will also share the link the link to your website in the show notes, including. And then when we post on socials, we'll tag you so everybody knows how to connect with you as All right. well. All right, so we're gonna wrap up very quickly here with. Um, these rapid fire questions, which are either like either or, so do you prefer hot or cold, for example? Um, like five, five or so quick questions, and we will wrap up. Um, so the first one, I'm trying to think, which one do I want to ask? The first one is, um, if you had to choose, essentially all these questions, if you had to choose, would you pick more money or more free time? Um, I'll pick more money. <laughs> okay, because more money can buy you free time, I assume. Absolutely, absolutely yeah um and then f- from a food perspective what's your favorite african food and and why 
Um, my favorite African food has to be pounded yam with a goosey. <laughs> and, um, and this is because my, my, both my parents are from the, the pounded yam and a goosey eating mm -hmm. part of the country. So we, 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 we grew up eating this very often and it was built into my, into my, into my DNA, you know, <laughs> and I've, I've just come to love yeah and and knowing that you lived in in canada and in the u.s um i want to know like what's your favorite season like weather-wise oh it's spring oh spring interesting else. not not summer i was like oh you went back to nigeria maybe. <laughs> I, I love i love the green grasses coming out i love mm. the the change from the brown to the green you know i also love the weather it's yeah. you know it's not it's just perfect for me yeah <laughs> awesome and then the last question which may be the same answer as your favorite african food but if you could live on one dish for the rest of your life what, what would it be oh would, would it be pounded yeah maybe i have to live on pounded yeah i'll be sleeping a lot <laughs> right i'm like that's every day <laughs> it, has, it has to be something light though <laughs> it has to be something light though um, I, I think I'll, my wife, my wife is uh, Asian and mm -hmm. she also eats a lot of rice. So I think I'll go with rice on, on the Rice, board. something. Yeah, rice, rice is pretty versatile. Okay, awesome. That's it. Um, thank you for your time. It's, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, learning more about Ace Foods and um, the trajectory you guys are on in terms of the kind of impact you wanted to make in the world, what you want to say about African food to the rest of the world. And we'll all be here watching um buying products also investing if we can and and rooting for you um to be successful thank you awesome. we're so excited about it yeah that's great thank you for listening to item 13 an african food podcast if you like the show please subscribe rate and review us on your favorite podcast app to keep up to date, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Item13Podcast. Item13 is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please, Join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.